how can people as individuals be more creative within a team? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. All right. So, my name is Matt, and I'm here with Shelby. Hey! And today we have a very, very important guest. I know I say this about everybody, (laughs) Uh, but especially, you know, a lot of the guests that we we are having kind of in this second season are people that um, are generally people that I've I've been close with over the last few years and um, people that I've gotten creative inspiration from. And they're sort of like the team I've put around myself to help me answer questions <laughs> that, that, that I have, or just people to learn from, right? And everybody kind of has a different specialty. And that's why I, I love getting this group of people together and, um, and letting everyone hear the things that I steal from them on a daily basis, right? <laughs> uh, so today's guest is John McNeil. Hey, John. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Good. So so glad to be here. Uh, you said important guest. That that I want to lower everybody's <laughs> expectations. <laughs> Let me lower the bar. No way. <laughs> but uh, man, I uh, I appreciate being here, uh, and I feel the same about conversations. Um, I think and reference uh, you a lot in my conversations, probably more than you realize. So it's, uh, it's uh, great to be here. Yeah. So uh, be- before we jump into the question. Uh, John, you want to do like a little little intro to yourself? Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, but let's get a, yeah. a brief overview of who you are. Yeah, so um, I own a animation studio called To Reveal. Um, started it in two thousand two, and um, I think that's how Matt, you and I originally got connected. And I also am a executive coach and a uh, peer advisory group chair. So those are kind of the the things that I'm I'm juggling right now. I work a lot with CEOs and form peer groups to help them figure out and solve their complex challenges in business. Yeah. All right. So if anyone hears any any knocking throughout this conversation, it's my children just trying to make things difficult during their summer vacation. But, uh, and it could—it totally could be mine. I'm—I'm I'm fully <laughs> expecting my six-year-old to come bursting through that door and be like, "Daddy, can I have some candy?" <laughs> it's like, wait, one minute. No, I need candy now. He's like, "Candy." <laughs> None now. of that stuff can wait. So, yeah. All right. So, the question that I have here, um, it kind of relates to this sort of—I uh, don't know if you want to call it a, a transition that you've sort of made over the last few years, but it's definitely something that I've always found really interesting is that you have found yourself, I, don't know, I guess you, you, you talked about a little bit, a little bit ago, it's sort of this uh, creative coaching kind of thing that you're sort of doing. How, how do you describe mm-hmm. it? Do you say that creative coaching? Um, yeah, let's go with it. I said executive coach just because executive that's, coach. that's but, good too. Yeah. It's, I, I like create creative coach. I like better. Um, and so o- over this journey of, you know, having a skill set that you've kind of, 
created over over a long period of time and then kind of shifting a little bit or just adding on that that skill set of being able to be some sort of creative coach uh, i think it makes you especially able to answer this question are you ready hit me with it all right hit um, me with your best shot. <laughs> Sorry. so the question is how can people as individuals be more creative within a team mm. now I, I know that that's a pretty simple question to to say it but i realize that is a, a very big a very big thing um yeah now, being able to be creative as an individual, I think, is, is one thing, is one challenge in itself. But then being creative as a team, I think, is a whole other challenge entirely, where it takes, it takes a lot more, I don't know if you want to call it push and shove, but uh, I'm curious, uh, where do you go from there? Go ahead. Yeah. Try to answer the question. Yeah. Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, Next question. <laughs> What's your favorite color? So, yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think first what you said, starting off with creativity as an individual, I think it has to start there, um, honestly. One of the things as I, um, as I talk to, you know, CEOs and business owners just about creativity, I, I do speaking on creativity. Uh, one of the things I talk to them about is... Um, you know, I, I share this thing of, of uh, there's a, a CEO several years ago who <clears throat> hired um, a, a group of psychologists. And this was a CEO of a publishing house, a publishing studio. And they said, hey, there's people who he identified as being highly creative or performing at a quote unquote highly creative capacity. And then there's a bunch of people who weren't. And he hired these psychologists and said, um, I want to figure out like what's going on here. Why are these people performing so well and why are these people not? And they took a year of study and research to try to figure out like, okay, what, what's going on here? <clears throat> and at the end of the year, these, these psychologists came back and said, um, we figured it out. We know why this group of people, they're performing in a, again, quote unquote, highly creative capacity as described by the CEO and why this other group is not. Uh, and I ask people, I say, well, what do you think is the answer? Like, what do, you, what do you feel like was the difference? What's the difference between why this group is and why this group isn't? And I hear all sorts of answers, right? It's um, a lot of it has to do with the manager or the man who they're, who they're working under. And these are all things that can influence your creativity, right? Um, uh, deadlines or lack of deadlines. Um, uh, whether there's people around them who are uplifting them and all these different things, right? And the only answer that they gave was the people who were performing in a highly creative capacity believed that they were creative. And the people who were not believed that they were not. And I, and I use this as, a, as an intro to start talking about creativity to say the creativity has to start with you. And it has to start with you as an individual. Even as one step before that, I asked people, I said, on a scale of one to 10, how creative are you? And I said, now just, I'll say numbers. You raise your hand when you get to your number. I'll go one, two, three. Most people like seven or eight. <clears throat> and then when I ask, and then I tell that story, and I ask them, well, you know, what do you think is the answer? And they'll, they all have answers. Um, and then when I say the, the creative people believe they're creative. And, uh, and it just, it all comes back to like your mindset. 
And so I think, and I, and I think about that in terms of like your team and the people you work with. How many other people on your team are you working with that just don't believe that they're creative? Now, if you gather a bunch of people who think, I'm not creative, and then you put them together and say, hey, let's come up with some creative ideas. Well, people are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really not good at art. I'm not, I don't know how to paint. Or I'm not, like, I hear so many different things. So it has to start with each person individually. And I think we have to, like, have that conversation. Uh, because if we're going to be a high-functioning team, or if you're going to work on a high-functioning team, um, it, it really starts with each person saying, no, I, you know, I have creative ideas. I bring, I have a lot that I bring to the table. Um, and it's different than this person, it's different than this person. Now, that doesn't mean that my creativity is any less than theirs, it just may look different. Um, so that's my, that's my first, my first thought. Uh, and then when it's, it comes to like working together in a team, once you, uh, and, and the, the thing that I suggest for people, by the way, if, if they're saying like, how do I grow in my own creativity? I struggle with this in my own area. I, I really recommend journaling. I say like, uh, and do like what I call creative affirmations, like speak about yourself, specifically speak about your creativity um, and affirm yourself even in the first, second and third person. Like, John, you are creative. I, John, am creative. John, you are creative. And just keep doing that day after day after day because in doing that, you're going to start, you're going to hear yourself, you're going to hear yourself saying the things that you wish other people had said about you, right? All of the compliments in your entire life have gotten you to the place where you are now. And I said, hey, if you gave yourself a seven, all of the compliments that you've had your entire life got you to a seven, right? Uh, you, you just keep, you have to keep saying it to yourself and keep repeating it. And then just as you have um, any type of, um, I don't know, any, anything that comes up that says like, no, you're going to hear a voice in your head that says, no, you're not. Like, you're creative, right, you know? And you just write those things off to the side, and then you just kind of work your way through, like, okay, well, in what ways is that really untrue? You know, well, I work with this client, and they said I, they didn't think I had creative ideas. And I'd say, well, maybe that person doesn't know me. Maybe they, we haven't known them that long. They've never seen my body of work. They've never been, you know, just start, come up with your own reasons why that assumption is wrong. So that's a side note to step into how do you then start working as a team, right? Um, uh, and let me say, what, your question again, is it specifically how do we work together creatively as a team? I want to make sure I'm, I'm addressing that. Right, right. So how do you, I guess it's sort of like how do you use the creativity that you have and incorporate mm -hmm. that with others and to be able mm -hmm. to, to make something that doesn't just end up being just this Frankenstein of weird ideas, basically. Right, right. Uh, I like, so most recently when I think about creativity, I've thought a lot about um, the, the rules of improvisation mm -hmm. and how when, if you've ever watched, you know, like a comedy troupe, how they do like improv together and there are certain rules that they follow, right? You know, there's, hopefully you've heard of the yes and rule. Um, you just kind of say yes to whatever somebody says you know, somebody's like, oh, wow, look over there. There's this, you know, giant hot air balloon that just landed in your lawn. They're not going to go, no, it didn't. You say, yeah, and you just, you say yes, and then you continue adding on to the story, right? Um, so there's that that aspect of, of it, right? Because I, I think that the way that they work together, it is really creative. 
and they're constantly playing off of each other. And I think there's that's that's kind of the when I think about the model of how we work together creatively and how a team works together, um, it has it has to be that you're playing off of each other, that you're not shooting each other's ideas down, that uh, as you as somebody says something, you're saying like, hey, maybe, maybe yeah, that, that's a possibility. What else is there? And you just keep having these conversations about like, yeah, we're going to keep throwing ideas out there. Um, some of them may be completely absurd. Like, uh, and some of them may be like, okay, that's like really practical, but let's, let's, keep, let's keep those ideas going. Uh, because it's, it's all about like saying yes and then saying yes and. And the and part is, is you're taking somebody's idea and you're adding something onto it. Saying, yes, that's really interesting. And, you know, if they, like there's a, a hot air balloon just landing in our yard, it's like, yeah, this is so crazy because, you know, we were just inside this anthill, you know, just gathering up these apple pieces. All of a sudden you're like, so, so then you start thinking, okay, well, maybe we're ants instead of people. Okay. And then somebody else goes, yeah, and, and they add something else onto that story. Uh, so for me, the collaboration part of it is really big. I think we underestimate the power of our collective ideas and like working together. Um, and, and that said too, there's also a component where um, each person has a set of, uh, depending on your group, and I think you have to like think about your group dynamics too. Um, each person has, you know, there, there's usually somebody who like can, maybe dominate the conversation, right? And then there's a person who will sit back in the back and just like, I'll speak if I'm called on. Um, so you also have to make, we make sure that we give everybody a, a chance to speak up and to have their say. Uh, and so for me, that sometimes looks like everybody work together independently. So I'm going to give you all an index card. I want you to all write your ideas down first so that nobody dominates the conversation. And then we're gonna go around and just read what you wrote, and that's our starting point. Let's, let's share there. Um, but it really has to do with like the, the improvisation part of it for me has been something that is rising, I don't know, it's becoming a little bit more in my, in my, in my view as I think about how teams work together. And, and, and to, they use it not to come up with some sort of like Frankenstein creative idea, but like how do we take ideas and then form something that's greater than each of our individual parts, right? Right. I think that, I guess in my experience, there's a couple projects that I actually remember just early on in my career, I guess, where I'm like, I thought I had really great ideas for it. Mm. And the, the, I guess the strategy for the upper management in, in these cases was, you know what, let's just let everyone come up with whatever ideas and we'll just do it all basically. And I was like, well, now I feel like I, I guess it, it did a couple things. One, mm -hmm. it, it, it made me quiet. Cause I was like, oh, well everybody, there's nine people sitting at this table and they're all contributing ideas to this project. And no one person seemed like they were sort of moderating or choosing anything. It seemed like they were just kind of leaving it up for grabs. Um, so it did that one. And then if you can hear that truck beeping, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> Hey, it's just how, how things are today. Apparently. 
<laughs> yes, and. <laughs> right. like, and it went away. Yes, and I, it was quiet. I hear your beep. I hear your beep, and I raise you. Um, child screaming in the background. Right. So I guess it, one thing is it, it left me quiet because I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to be that person that's being the loudest in the room. I never want to be that person. But at the same time... I don't, now, like, I feel like I will. I'll jump in. If I feel like things are getting off the tracks, I'll jump in and be like, no, 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 let's, we're, go, we're going too far. We did too many yes ands. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's just kind of my technique. Anyway, so uh, it, it did that, and then it just, it led to a, a not great project. Mm. Like, we did all the ideas, and it just didn't have any singular vision at all. It was just a combination of weird ideas, and it could have. And you're saying it's you're you're saying everybody's idea, and it was like okay, so everybody needs to have a say in this. So we're gonna take you know it's gonna be one ninth of your idea, and one ninth of it's gonna be your idea. Is that what you're saying? That they they all contributed to. Pretty much, yeah. I I don't know. It wasn't based on an actual fractional portion, but (laughs) it was like something similar to that, where it was like. Any ideas that were kind of shouted out, we just sort of did that thing. Um, I, mm. I wish I could remember all the details of this project, but basically it was like Quincy Jones' birthday, and they this company was doing a, a video for him. I don't know. No way. It was this no long way. thing. And like we had all these good ideas that had like real concept to them, but then there's people that like, uh-huh. what if we did like little cards that like spun around and did this thing? And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. But it's like, I just, I guess I thought in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe it just doesn't make sense to me because nobody's saying anything. So, like, I didn't yeah. feel like I could, I, I didn't want to, not necessarily shooting people's ideas down, but at the same time, like, I didn't feel like at that point that I could say, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, if you, yeah. there, there's there's probably another step before all of this, too, is um, the level of trust that the team has with each other, right? If if you don't have a relationship with people that you can openly and honestly share feedback um and that everybody just feels like oh, okay, I don't want I don't want to hurt your feelings, so let's just go with it. That that project's doomed for right. um yeah, for for failure. So there has to be this level of of trust underneath it all uh when i as as our you know i gather ceos and um in this like peer advisory group right and the first thing that we talk about in the group is one the group is highly confidential uh nobody's gonna you're not allowed it's kind of the las vegas rule right you're we're not going to share anything Mm -hmm. uh that's actually grounds for dismissal from the group if you share somebody else's thing uh, you, you can't be in this group anymore. Hmm. Um, but the other part of it is we have to know each other well enough and to trust each other. Um, and so there's this rule that says silence equals 100% agreement. If I, mm-hmm. if you say something and I agree 100% with what you said, I don't need to say anything. But if there's even a slight bit that I disagree with, I should speak up. doesn't mean something's going to change. It doesn't mean whatever else. But at least I, I should say something right um 
because without that foundation of trust, without that foundation of, of transparency, and I think that's what happens. Like a lot of times people come to the table and it's like you have this creative idea and it's almost like this is like your creative baby and you're just like, like you want to protect it and you're just, right. you know, if you've ever had a project where you've done something even in school and somebody critiqued it and you're like, and you're like, you're like, you're fighting back the tears. Like I, I poured my life into this thing, right? Um, but we have to be able to, um, yeah, we have to trust. You know what I mean? It's like we have to, we have to trust. Yeah, I think trust is that foundational level, right? And it's, it seems like to me, it's, I'm not sure that trust is the right word. It feels like I would say vulnerable is probably the better word, right? To be willing to be vulnerable with each other. I like the idea of like collecting ideas and people sharing ideas at one point. But at some point, decisions have to be made. Um, and you're going to have to say, okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm not really crazy about that or I'm not crazy about this. Ultimately, what I think has to happen is, is you have to look at your idea and say like, um, what here has like the, what is the biggest idea? What has the most potential to like really make an impact here? Um, cause if you start with, if you start with a really big idea, you can end with something that's like really like groundbreaking if you start with a mediocre idea by the time everybody chips in and whittles away and you know even if you're in, a, in an organization where you know you got to send it up the, the chain to like it's got to go up to their managers and those are, and they chip away at next thing you know you're doing something that you did in 1994 you know and you're like we did this a long time ago so it's got to start off with like it's got to be like a really really big idea um but it has to, and, uh, and as you were saying that too, I think about like the, the whole like design by committee, right? How do you, my, my, my best thing, my example of like when I think about design by committee is like when you have this like this really corporate office building and there's usually like a statue, there's like a sculpture out front. And I remember sometimes hearing that like those sculptures are like designed by committee, that like it's a group of people who kind of came up with an idea or they, whatever else. And, um, so I don't know how much is it that you need one creative person really driving, kind of driving the direction, and they have input from others, or is this is it a, a compilation of a, a group of people who work well together? I've seen it work well in both instances, but there's something else at play that made them successful. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I love that you're bringing this up, this design by committee thing. So obviously it's a yeah. big, big problem that people always have with clients is that I guess there's there's a, a few layers of just stuff there one is that if you're working with a, with, with a client that's not experienced in critiquing work mm -hmm. it can go badly it can go very badly yeah. um, a lot of them kind of defer to okay well let's have eight people making decisions on this so like for us, one of the first things we do is like, okay, no, 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 all things need to filter through one trusted person. We don't want to right. talk to eight people. We want to talk to one person. Mm -hmm. um, but e honestly, even in those scenarios, sometimes people are like, okay, so, uh, so Kevin said this, Becky said that. And it's like, well, what's, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Like, you have to make a decision. Like you can't do that like I can yeah like the, like that person was like like your job's not to be the reporter right 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 <laughs> so that's where it's like it, it can be really tough for people to kind of go through this project or through a project and 
because they're just they're not certain of themselves they're like well i have opinions but i don't know if it's right or wrong that's Mm -hmm. probably the thing that we see most often i mean we're we're dealing with people on five six figure projects sometimes and Mm -hmm. the person that's in control of approving things they're not very confident in what's right or wrong and it can it can definitely be scary but i think it's it's similar to you know what we're talking about like i guess in in your case and in the one that i was talking about we're we're often talking about internal teams we're not necessarily mm-hmm. talking about like cross collaboration from like different teams or partners and stuff like that but i think it's that right. same concept where the, there needs to be a great level of trust if something is going to work out really well yeah. um and it's for both sides like sometimes you know again those notes from a client might get like oh geez i really don't want to do that but it's like well think about it like is it going to make the project better can it like sometimes we don't know but sometimes it's just like well let's try it but but it's also not being afraid to say that's not going to make this better But I understand the issue that you have with it. And I want to think about that a little bit more and see how we might be able to solve that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, no. I, I think, um, so, so for me, the, the question, I guess I would ask you, like when you have these conversations with a client, um, how do you set up the, 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 the trust, the vulnerability, or the, like the, the transparency, right? How does that happen um, so that, you know, the client comes to you and says, yeah, you know, we, we workshop that and we think you should do this instead. Um, or we have these other ideas. Or they just come back with, like you said, Steve said this, Debbie said this, whatever else. Right. How do you personally... Yeah. Get to the place in the relationship where you say, you you hired us. Like, is it you hired us, let us do our job? Mm-hmm. Or is it you hired us, but you're an expert and you, you know your field. We right. work together. And then there's other companies who just are like, um, I think maybe it's people who are a little less secure in their and their skills or their abilities. I would say it, it happens a lot of times with companies that are just starting off. They're just like, I'm just so happy to be making money. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do whatever you want me to do. And then the client, rea- you do, they do whatever the client wants them to do. And then they realize that they're not happy with it and the client's not happy with it either, right? So how do you go about yeah. developing that level of trust, right? I think it starts, it starts, a long time ago, right? Like it starts well before a project starts with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody that knows anything about me knows that I generally post a LinkedIn at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, some days I don't, but whatever. Um, and for me, I, I focus on LinkedIn being my sort of trust building a part of the funnel, right? Mm-hmm. If we look at it as a funnel, it's that's I'm just not trying to be schemy about it, but I'm just trying to be myself. Like I, I think about like, what are the things that actually build trust? And mm-hmm. it's understanding who people are personally a little bit more. Like if I was just to go on there and just talk about like, uh, companies need more videos. Uh, it's just not, it's not going to do anything. That's not going to build trust. Um, 
So for me, it's, it starts there about talking about real things and real thoughts and just ideas that I have and just being really open um, with my life professionally and personally, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I've, I have 100% noticed a difference. Like after kind of doing that for a long period of time, whenever people reach out mm-hmm. and they want to work together, they feel like they already know me. Like I, I might not know them at all. But they're like, hey, been following your 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 posts for a long time now. I get people yeah. all the time telling me, like, I feel like a stalker, like knowing like all the stuff about you. I'm like, perfect. Like that's how I want this to work. Like <laughs> I want you Absolutely. to know who I am. Now I don't have to sit here and like you know, go on a bunch explain, of dates, basically. Explain who you are and what you <laughs> right. yeah, explain your value. Right. Exactly. And, it's and like you already yeah. know. So now it's just my turn to learn about you. So yeah. I get to have that chance with people very early on of like, all right, like, what are you going through? What are you doing here? Um, and and it's also, it's just being completely honest with like, oh, I, I can't help you with that. Or like, yeah, I, I can do this. And I know that because this, we've done it before, something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when you have proof like that, it's it always helps, right? So yeah. I, I just so, so much of my attention when it comes to creating content revolves around not skipping or not taking a shortcut in the relationship, but in a way it's sort of like uh, making the relationship a little bit faster, like in those Mm. first early stages. And it helps with those things. Like, you know, people used to reach out and they'll say like, Hey, I want something like this. And they'd show us work from, you know, one of the many great studios in our country. Right. (laughs) And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, that's great. They have a 50 person company and that's probably a million dollar project. Like, are you willing to do that? (laughs) Um, but like, you know, early on I would say like, yeah, we could do something similar to that. And then it would fall short inevitably because it was like, well, I, I don't know. I kind of overestimate, not didn't overestimate, but like I thought they understood that it wouldn't be exactly like that, but we would take certain mm. inspiration from certain things. Right. Um, but like since then, our process has pretty much completely changed to where it's like now we're often the ones coming up with the ideas in the beginning. It's not so much clients saying like, hey, here's a little map of everything that we need. Here are the design frames. Here's the audio. Like early on, it was like, we just need we- you to animate this thing. But now it's right. like can you put this. Can you put this together for me? Right. But now it's yeah. hey, we we want to work together, and we have a a good budget for marketing over the next year. Yeah. Like those are my favorite favorite conversations because it's like all right, now we can explore, like ideas. Like we're not so like narrowed into different things. But yeah. Anyway, that's the long answer of no. That's great. <laughs> that's question. great. No, that's great. I mean, that's what I uh, that's what I wanted to like. I wanted to hear and I think it's important for people to hear and understand because um, I think there's uh, myself included early on it was just you, you get so happy to like <gasps> somebody wants to work with me and so you end up taking work and I mean there's there's stuff that I look back at and I think I never should have taken that project ever mm-hmm. right they're basically like we just need this whenever a client says we just need this right, it's right. just like oh no that's one of those like, oh yeah just, we can do that right yeah just is just that's that's a dangerous <laughs> word. We just need you to do this. Right. Um, that answers but, so many of my uh, questions on like even budget. Whenever someone's like, "Hey, I, we just need this," I'm like, "Okay, so what you're trying to tell me is that you don't really have a budget for this project, and you, you have no you have no budget. <laughs> you you know exactly what you want. You have no budget. And right. You need me to you need me to come in even under that budget, right? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's um, that's and and so there's a there's a little bit of 
having coming up with like a process and and having clear convictions on who you are and what you're about and um even like i think a lot of times clients come to you and they'll say you know even if we ask ourselves like have you ever tried to like convince somebody to do something different like if you're buying something else or even if you have like you have a coupon and you go up there and the coupon expire and you're like couldn't you just you know like it, there's this like does it couldn't hurt to ask mentality right right um and the person we've had situations where the person said no i'm sorry we can't do it and i still all right and you go back and you, and you buy the thing anyway right mm-hmm. i think a lot of times what what's happening is we have clients who are coming to us and they're they're wanting to see, hey, do you do you have a process in place? And if you come back mm-hmm. and say, hey, we have a process, this is the way we work, um, and it it's effective and it's great. And I think they're kind of like, really? And they're, and they're just pushing like, if you cave in a little bit, then we're going to run the show, right? Um, but if you say no, I, I have clear convictions, and you know, um, and and I think a lot of times they're just kind of testing the waters to see like, are you the person we want to? To, to work with, to partner with. And I think it really is a, I see it really as a partnership, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. either creative teams internally or, you know, if you're working with another team as you're developing, you know, you know, an animation or something, right? They, they have the expertise in the field, but I think a lot of times they have blinders on what right. they really need. Um, and then, and they can't do what you can do, right? And so right. you know how to do this thing, but you don't have the insight into their business that they have. And so there's just, it's, it's a partnership in that way. And so you have to figure out like, how do we work together, right? And so if you see this as a, we are a team collectively, um, whether the team is the copywriters and the graphic designers, or this is the client and we're the people who are like doing the create, like whatever that is, you still have to figure out how do you work together as a team. Right. Um, so yeah establishing that um a re- having like i think ha- having clear expectations set up front is like the best thing you could possibly do um and let's say in any type of relationship like that it's just saying like here's what we will do and here's what we're about and here's what we don't do um and when you set that tone and then like stick to it 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 helps manage like h- how the the process moves forward, right? Because um, right. it's at the time that something comes up, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, by the way, we don't do that." It might be too late because they've already had a conversation internally, like we right. want this now. Right, right. Um, so setting those expectations up front, and I think be as clear as possible, and I think just like honestly, just let's say like throw it out there, but you do kind of have to throw it out there and say, "Here's what we do. Here's what we don't do. Here's how we're going to work together." Uh, because if you don't, you leave it up to their imagination, and they'll start. Man, they're really good at filling in the blanks. Right. Uh, one more question. Really I'm gonna, good at it. One more question. I'm gonna throw it over to you, Shelby. Um, so for the people, I mean, we've all we've all seen the people before, but there's always those people in those creative meetings that are just the loudest, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 have good intentions. They're not trying to do that, but since they are the loudest, it just makes everyone else sort of shut down Mm. so what do you what do you say directly to that person uh so what i will i like up front one statistically if it's a brainstorming like hey let's just try to get some ideas as to where this might go um 
I, I do like the idea of giving people the opportunity to work independently first. Say, let's take 10 minutes. Everybody just jot some ideas down. Here are some things. Um, and I even will give some um, prompts. Like, we want big ideas. And even when I say we want big ideas, people don't really know what that looks like. So I'll say, um, I read in a book once, um, Big Think. I'm trying to think what it's called. Big Think. I'll, I'll come back up with that title in a second. But the guy was like, uh, what might win the 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 respect of like what what would you do that you could gain millions of followers but bankrupt your company? Mm-hmm. He's like, think about that, and it's just like, oh man! And even I say that, people are like, oh, I don't want to go there, you know. Um, That's interesting, but. But that something like that is like a really that that will come up with a really big idea, um, and then once you do that, the idea is to take what would bankrupt the company, and then all right. So if that would bankrupt the company, how far can we slide that down so that we didn't do that or that right, we were right. profitable on it? Right. So you're only you're making adjustments there. So when you come up with everybody comes up with their own individual ideas, and then we say okay, let's read those and just see like what where where are we? Like what sounds like. Um, a good starting place. Uh, that's the first thing that I do to try to manage the person who is the the one who is the most boisterous, right? They they have the the strongest opinions, um, possible quite possibly even the one who's just like, this is my idea, and this is how we're like, and I know my idea is good. We're going to go with this. Right. Um, I think in facilitating these conversations, you you have to have somebody who is unafraid to. Um, ruffle feathers and right. be able to tell that person hey that's great let's give some other people an opportunity to speak up and then shift gears right uh, i found that th- there's still no matter what there still has to be somebody in charge that doesn't mean that that person in charge like what they say goes it's more like somebody who is able to hold this loosely um, because when you get creative together you may get some people who are really passionate right and there has to be somebody who is um I'm agnostic in this. Like, I want to see the project succeed, but I'm agnostic as to whose idea we go with, and I want to make sure that everybody's ideas are heard or that everybody's voice is heard. Um, and I find that a lot of times the people who are the most quiet have some of like the like some really brilliant ideas, and it's a, and it it bothers me that sometimes those people never get a chance to speak. And so I am. Um, adamant about if I look around I say that there are people not speaking I'll be like Carol we haven't heard anything from you you know Um, what are you thinking and usually when you give that space and just have everybody else just be quiet they will say some like really profound things it just takes them a little bit more time to like think and process as opposed to like I'm just formulating ideas as they're coming out of my mouth Um, but you have to have somebody who is in charge who is able to navigate those relationships well and to be able to say, my goal is to make sure that the best, that, that the best ideas come out of this discussion and that means hearing from everybody. Right. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of times, it, and, it's, and I think, too, sometimes the person who is in charge isn't the person who should be facilitating the conversation. There could be somebody who is better suited to doing it. Um, and I think it takes uh, a lot of insight or humility or even maybe even training to say, hey, you know what, at some point I want you to be the person who runs this because I want to be the person sitting back observing what happens or even being one of the people who's contributing ideas. 
Um, because if you're the one who's running the meeting and you're contributing an idea and you happen to be the owner of the company, people around be like, we need to go with your idea because you know, <laughs> this, you're signing my paycheck. Right. You that, know? I feel like that's something that I run into every so often mm-hmm. where I'm like, I, it's hard to just like, it's easy for me at this point to put the different hats on, mm-hmm. but it's tough for everyone else to know which hat I'm wearing at any given moment. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I'll get get more into that in a bit, but Shelby, I want to kick it over to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just kind of thinking about things, you know, from a producer standpoint, you know, especially Mm -hmm. since that's more the side that I tend to stay on. Um, I really like the way you stated, like, just be agnostic. Um, I think it's really good because, especially as a producer, as a leader, um, being able, because I mean, if you're speaking with a client and you're speaking to your creatives, you have a team mm-hmm. of creatives that you need to advocate for, but then you're also communicating for the client. You're kind of playing a, a sort of a weird game of telephone. And I, I think that it's really important as leaders that you're, you're making your creatives feel comfortable and empowered to speak up and ask questions mm-hmm. and right. say their ideas and still maintaining kind of that, that third party experience almost because you're not exactly in it because you need to be able to communicate with both sides of the aisle. Um, I also think too, like advocating for your team and communicating with the client, like, yeah, like working with those two sides of the aisle and, and letting your creatives, um, letting your creatives feel empowered and letting them know that they can be creative, I think is really Mm -hmm. important. I was, I was thinking the whole time about, um, this conversation I had, I was working for an agency and one of our supervisors, uh, we were just working on like kind of a basic commercial. It was it wasn't anything too complicated, but you know we we were spouting off some kind of bigger ideas just for fun to get the creative juices flowing and getting things ideas out there. And he just kind of looked at the three of us that were sitting there as creatives and just said, "We don't make art." And it was in my heart just sank just to hear that phrase, "We don't make art." And it's like, you need to be able to, like, as a leader and as a producer or just, you know, any creative lead, let them know that they're still making art, you know, no matter Mm -hmm. what it is, no matter how small or how big it is, they're still being creative and they still need to be in that environment where they can feel creative. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It's, um, we don't make art. (laughs) I can't imagine that's what he really meant to say, but it it was, it was a very deep meaning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because man, that, that what? Yeah, who was who? Um, I guess who all was in the room? Like how many people were in the room? Yeah, it was four of us. It was kind of a supervisor and then like three creative leads. So it was wow. yeah, it was a really it's it's stayed with me though, and especially like as a producer and as a leader, I think it's it's something that stayed with me. Of okay, yeah. I never want to have that conversation with a team mm-hmm. of creatives. Because right. no matter how big or how small that project is, you're still making art. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be, uh, um, I don't know, I think, I think people have, um, yeah, a, a lot of this, you know, I'm trying to think of how to, a lot of this comes down to people have, pa- people have passions, people have things that they're like, um, if you let them go, to do their own, they're gonna just they're gonna do what feels natural to them, right? Yeah. Um, for some people, that is creating, that is making. For some people, that is like, let me tell me what you need, and I'll help you work out the details. Or for some people, you know what I mean? It's, uh, um, and 
if I go back, if I circle back to the, the, what does it mean to be an improviser? It is you take what people, what feels right and what feels natural to somebody and you go with, you let them go with that thing. Um, it's, it's kind of like if you take somebody who is like just naturally kind of, it's, it's like trying to take somebody who's just maybe naturally prone to like having like a messy workplace, right? And then trying to tell them, we're going to help you organize and become right. more neat. And it's just, and everything in there is just like, it, it, you were going to waste a bunch of people's time right. trying to do that, right? But if you just let them do that thing that they're feeling called to do, and so um, they get life out of it, and you find yourself having to like manage them less. And so, you know, as a producer, you're, you're in the space of, you're advocating for, um, you're advocating for the creative the saying like you like you're here because you're you're good at what you do and you have passions and like um and there's and to me there's like there's a high value of again going back i'll say trust again because you just have to trust that you if you hire the right people you trust that they're gonna you they're gonna do the thing that you hire them to do Mm -hmm. right and if and if and if they're not doing that thing then you just have it's a different conversation but Mm -hmm. when you say i'm it just it just doesn't make sense to like hire somebody and then try to tell teach them and tell them to do something different, right. right? You may have a different methodology or hey, here's here's the way we go about it or here's our system, whatever. That's 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 something that's that's a right. different thing, right? Yeah. But I, sorry, yeah, it's just no, no. That that's to me that's it. It's just it's you're hiring good people and then let them do what you hire them to do. Uh, and so if it's to be creative and to create art, let them do that thing right. and. Uh, and it's the same thing with the clients too. The clients, a client's going to do what a client does. They are trying to get the most that they can for the least amount of money, and right. that's just what they do. Um, uh, and just accept that. But we still, you still have to live in this tension of mm-hmm. how do we still create really great work and give it to the client at the value that they're looking for, and like meet their needs, and they have a budget they have to work within. It's really this juggling act of, um, and I would say that even all of that, including like the budgeting process is part of the creative process, right? right? There's not this, once we get the money settled down, now we can start being creative. I think the, the financial component, the, pro, the proposal writing, all that stuff is part of the creative process and it can't mm-hmm. be viewed as something separate. Right. Uh, going back to you know, hiring, hiring people, letting them do what they do. One of the things that I guess I've sort of done is you know, I have, I like to think, I mean, it's, it's a relatively sp- specific role that I have people play, but I guess I think of it like, okay, here's 75% of what your job is going to be. Mm-hmm. That other 25% is, is kind of up to you. And it's like, let's see where you go with that. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I, you know, it's not like the whole Google thing of like, oh, you, you get one day every week to just work on your own projects. Not necessarily that. But it's like, let me show me what you are passionate about. And I mean, I guess my job as a creative leader is to try to work that into projects as best that I can. It doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. Um, But I think that's a a big part of it is, and maybe it goes back to just being agnostic about just like, like at this point, like I'm not like 100% about any ideas. There's, there are certain things that I feel strongly about and I'll certainly bring those up. Um, but I know to me, it's it's just amazing whenever you do get to hear from people and be like, oh, 
that's an amazing idea. We're going to use yeah. that. Like, I can't, I can't think about all these different things, but just based on the background that everyone has, naturally, they're going to produce just different ideas. And it's, yeah. to me, that's one of the most special things about having a team. It is. It, it totally is. And, and it's like, I, I can't imagine having a team and having a different expectation, you know, right. that seems, I mean, I get, I get that there's some sort of, um, it's, it's a little bit of a, a give and take, right? Like you said, like, I like the 75%, but, but there's still a little bit of like, I'm going to give you some space just to like do your thing or right. to, what, what, what is it, what is it that we don't, it's, it's almost like an assumption that you're saying, I know this much ab- about you, but there's a whole part of you that I don't know, and I want to see what you do with that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, what does that, what can you, what is that part of you that I don't know, what can you do with that? Right. Um, and, or what ideas, you know, can you come right. up with? And, and, you know, sometimes that's, it's as subtle as just, like, understanding any one person's inspiration in anything. Like, everyone has mm-hmm. different Pinterest boards, right? Everyone has different tastes. Yeah. So it's like, right. okay, well, for this project, we're going to do this. And just leaving the door open enough to where somebody could be like, hold up, what if we did it like this? And yeah. it's like, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, absolutely not. But I'm like, you know what? Try it. Prove me wrong. Like, I don't think it's yeah. going to work, but here's your, here's your chance. Go like, for go it. Go ahead. But like, and sometimes it is just something completely off the wall, like just different kind of skill set idea altogether. And even in those cases, I'm like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, but and and yeah. and to me, that's the thing. It's like when it, it, yeah, it 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 takes somebody, you know, like the design by committee thing is just everybody has equal say, but somebody, I I really believe that there has to be somebody who is leading the charge, who you know carries your values of mm-hmm. of as your organization or your company, whatever else but is not married to any specific right. res- at, like outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're the one who is just making sure that the creative process continues to move forward, that people are going to do what they do best if you give them the freedom to do that. You give them some control. Uh, you give them like, yeah, just the, the ability to like control how they come up with what they come up with on their own. There's not some sort of, um, you must do it this way. Right. You know, I think people have... Um, People have different ways of going about things and creating. And to me, that's like, that's ultimately the 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 win and and how a I think a team works together. It is right. letting people do what they do best on their own. Um, I'd say not on their own terms. A lot of times on their own terms, like they still need deadlines. Right. I, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, ultimately having that having somebody and and I like you were saying that for you, Matt. You you probably have to like switch hats and like you mm-hmm. know, hey, one minute I'm. I'm interacting with a client one minute. I'm running the business one minute. I'm I'm being creative. I'm like doing the creative, right? I'm doing the work, right? Um, and so I wonder how for you, how do you let your team know which hat you're wearing and when? Right. Um, so yeah, just to, it, yeah, it's interesting ahead. that you you bring that up because for me, uh, after I'm after I'm done doing this, we'll do some final thoughts here. I gotta get going to an eye doctor appointment soon, but, um, (laughs) for me, it's about, I made an org chart, right? (laughs) As corporate and boring, boring as they are, I was like, I need to figure this out. I need everyone Mm -hmm. to understand where I'm supposed to be 
and I need them to see where I'm spread too thin. And basically it was like, okay, like I, I want to be CEO of the company and manage just how the business operates. Um, just how, how we make money and how we go about being creative with the things we do. That's where I want to focus. But after making this whole chart, I'm realizing like, Ooh, Matt's in a lot of different areas. Like, and so for me, it was like being honest with myself. I'm like, where, where am I? Mm -hmm. And just the other day I was like, all right, talking to the team, like, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to fill these positions over time so that I can focus on this stuff. Cause the less I focus on this, just, I don't know. It just, it's not going to lead to growth of really any kind until I can really focus on this. So Yeah. yeah, I guess. So for me, it was just being honest with the whole team together of just like here here's what we're trying to do um but there's like where is your where do you like where is your greatest contribution to the company you personally right right? and and that's uh, exactly and that's where i'm like you you can't you can do everything because you've been doing everything right right. but there's one thing that like only you can do that will make the most impact in the business right right and it's 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 impossible to be able to do all these creative things as much as I, i i i think it comes to this idea of I I am creatively secure. So the opposite of creatively insecure, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm very aware of my creative abilities. I have nothing Mm -hmm. to prove. I've done everything that I've ever wanted to do creatively. Mm -hmm. So I'm good. I'm not saying I'm never going to create anything ever again, but I'm also a teacher. So I enjoy seeing people grow in the positions that they have. I have almost flipped my business into being Matt does everything Matt's creative to Matt's a teacher mm-hmm. um, I haven't told Shelby or anybody else that concept in my mind but like to me that's that's what it what it is mm-hmm. um, all right I gotta go here in a few minutes so let's do sorry <laughs> let's do final yeah, thoughts that's great Shelby Shelby final thoughts go 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 oh gosh yeah I, I think a lot of this comes down to trust um, I think trusting your creatives, trusting to the ideas of clients and being able to work with them. Um, yeah, I think clarity, trust, transparency is a lot of what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. Right. John, final thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what Shelby said about trust. Um, uh, and then just as the conversation continued on, just this idea of um designed by committee versus having somebody in charge and that somebody in charge isn't in charge of all the creative that person is in charge of managing the creatives that they are the ones who can um, empower others to be like their creative best and that like the creative um uh just that the best the best ideas rise to the surface and um yeah the project benefits across the board because of it love it so i'll say um you know, basically be, being a, a creative leader of any kind, I think you need, you you obviously need to be assertive and you also need to have empathy. And those are two things that are very uncommon. Those are, those are very contrasting things sometimes. It can't it can be seen that way anyway. Um, but I think that both of them are very, very important to being creative as a team and honestly, even as an individual of just being like, hey, you know what? Here's the idea. I'm going to go with it. Or, I don't know, or change, change your idea once you've already 
gone down the path. It's okay. You can do that. Um, but you, uh, you know, on the last episode, we were talking about this, this, we had a ship analogy of like, you're a captain of a ship, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, for me, it's like you, as a creative leader, you need to set the direction and you need to get everybody on board and make sure that everybody agrees. I mean, you need to make sure that everyone agrees with you because that's mm-hmm. what's going to make a good team. And you need to go in that direction. Now there's going to be times where you need to change course, but it's being honest and, um, again and assertive like oh i was wrong because of this here we go we're going this way now right all right those those are final thoughts uh john thank you so much for uh for joining this so i think we're gonna have to have you on again several times <laughs> yeah thank you man. I, I appreciate this dude i'm always uh, i always love all the stuff that you have going on and i, I'm I always, appreciate it I, every time i see it i'm always like how is he doing all this it's amazing. I, I love how team. you keep track of. Yeah, seriously, man. It's a village, right? Uh, so, yeah, totally. So, uh, appreciate you. Appreciate this, uh, Shelby. Great meeting you. Yeah, fantastic to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, love you. Bye. The Command Z Show was created by Made by Things, and if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.